For many real estate agents, leads and deals are the currency of success, but we propose another more valuable currency, which is loyalty. In this business, earning your client's loyalty can make the difference between one paycheck and a lifetime of rewards. And if you run a team, loyalty isn't just for consumers, it's also for your agents and staff. That kind of trust can be hard to come by, but Jenny Weimer has figured it out. Jenny is consistently ranked one of the top 50 agents in Orlando, Florida, and now supports a team of 36 real estate professionals. Her success is all about loyalty, both from clients who have given her over 400 five-star reviews on Zillow and from team members who have been with the organization for years. In this interview, Jenny shares her secrets to earning loyalty in real estate and explains why running a successful team often means taking a step back. Hi, this is Josh Dorkin from BiggerPockets.com. Hi, this is Stacey Stab from Live Urban Real Estate. Hi, this is Jenny Weimer with the Weimer Group of Keller Williams, and you are listening to the Marketing Genius Podcast. Welcome to the Marketing Genius Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes with the most brilliant real estate professionals and brands to uncover the latest digital marketing tools and tricks for your online arsenal. Now, here are your hosts, Seth Price and Matt Barbet. Jenny, I am so very excited to chat with you. Um, I have been a fan for a very long time, and this is an absolute honor to get to chat with you and ask you how you do what you do. Well, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for asking me, and I'm quite honored. So you have been consistently one of the top 50 agents in Orlando, and you've been there for years. Like, How have you managed to stay so competitive? Like, What do you think sets you apart? Um, honestly, I think uh, just keeping the customer focus, um, you know, number one in our business, and it has set us apart. So, you know, when I was a young agent in the business, just me, I would go the extra mile for my clients and made sure that I was servicing them at a high level. And as we've added to our team with buyers, agents, and assistants, keeping that our number one focus is the difference maker, you know, not getting caught up in our success and in leverage and, you know, how big we're getting, just really, really working on staying small from the client's perspective and making sure they feel like they're the only client we're working with at the moment. So one of the challenges that I see other folks struggle with, which it doesn't seem like you do, which, which is when you have buyer's agents and it's not you sort of working with each person, how do you maintain that level of service because you know it's like I've led companies and I've led teams you always sort of get that feeling that you're going to do a better job than anybody else like you're more vested how do you mm -hmm. how do you relay that down you know and across your organization well um, I think it starts with trust yep. and that is a word we use a lot around in our in our uh, team and um, you know I have to hire people that I trust that will carry our brand and our, our message further and make sure that we, you know, that I am putting our clients in capable hands. Yeah. And, you know, the mind shift back when I first hired my first assistant is that, you know, I knew that by giving this client to my buyer's agent, 
I was doing the right thing for the client because she was going to service them at a higher level than I ever could. And so hiring people that are better than you or, um, you know, that have that same heart is, is super important. And I've been blessed to keep my buyer's agents over the years. So we're not constantly having turnover and having to retrain. You know, my, my first buyer's agent has been with me for 13 years. My second no way. buyer's agents have been with me for seven and six years. So, um, you know, we, we just, we don't have to start over. Yeah. And then and it's huge. not just me carrying that message anymore. It's they are too. Yeah. They're vested. That's mm-hmm. amazing. I mean, that, that kind of tenure is really tough to get for a buyer's agent. I hadn't intended to go down this path, but I'm going to, I'm going to stick with it. Like, I mean, you know, lots of other folks in this business that, that run teams or have brokerages and they don't have nearly as long of tenure with their folks. What would you what would you recommend to them? Like, how do you nurture and support your team so they stay? Well, I think it really, you know, I see the same thing you see, Seth, and it frustrates me, you know, looking out there and seeing how sometimes, you know, agents are forming teams before they're quite ready or able to bring the value that um, they need to bring to the agents. But I think it's one, um, you know, doing it for the right reasons and, um, and, Understanding that when I add somebody to my team, I'm doing that with knowing that I have just now, you know, taken on the responsibility to um, provide to them what I promised that I would provide to them, bring the value that I know that we can bring. And um, it's not just them, it's their family we're taking on as well. I love that you said that because I think that when I hear some people and I don't want to like call anybody out, but when I hear some people talking about hiring a buyer's agent or, you know, someone, some sort of admin, they, they just think about like the production they're going to add as opposed to the responsibility that you have to provide for another mouth, mm-hmm. which is like, it's so, it's so powerful. I, I just love that you do that. So t- tell me a little bit, I want to switch gears. Um, you, are probably, you probably have more reviews than anybody I've seen. And, you know, I've been watching it for a while and I watch other people sort of approach it and sort of start and stop. I want to hear from you, like one, what was the, what was the thing that woke you up to go, Hey, I should focus on the social proof that exists in my customers being happy and sharing that on the web. Well, you know, it, it kind of happened um, organically. You know, Zillow started, I don't know, back, oh, I don't know, eight or yep. something. A- is, o- is it oh eight? Yep. They started with the testimonials. And, you know, I used to pay attention to the systems and I started paying a little bit to play in that game. And um, because there was an opportunity to get Zillow testimonials and I wanted to complete my profile, mm-hmm. we got a few, right? Yeah. And then when we got to 10, I realized we were getting listing leads and I never expected listing leads from the digital platforms. And it was because they, you know, the list, the the sellers were doing research to hire an agent. They weren't searching for property and stumble on an agent. So when they were doing research, they were coming to us and we had 10 testimonials, more than most people at that time. Yep. And they were calling us saying, come list me. 
So I realized that was a huge game changer. And so we made it a point to get um, as many testimonials we as we could from that point forward. Yeah. And the um, the side effect of that, which has been great, has is that it turned into almost our team's culture. Yeah. Because no one on the team wants to be the one that gets that bad testimonial, <laughs> right? And um, yeah. it forces us all to go that extra mile and protect our brand yeah. um, to the nth degree because it's so fragile. And now that we're so big and have so many, you know, people want to bring us down. So yeah. we, it, it really has um, defined us as a team, quite honestly. That is awesome. So one of the things that, you know, correct me or correct the number if I'm wrong, you have over five, 400 five-star reviews on your social channels. Is that? Um, yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. So what, what's the number now? Just so people can get an, an inkling of where you are. I think on Zillow, we're somewhere around 460 realtor.com. We're in, we're under a hundred cause they just changed the game on that. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed that. Um, we're right now ramping up on Angie's list cause they just changed the game. Yep. Uh, Yelp is the, um, we can't seem to grasp that. That's a a tough one in every industry. Yeah. No matter how good we get, we can't get Yelp. Yeah. And then, um, I'm trying to think we have one more. Oh, uh, Facebook and, and, um, Facebook and Google. We've made sure to have a strong presence there as well. So, well, one, that is amazing. The amount of, you know, traction that you've gotten there. I think one of the things that you mentioned is creating a culture around not only customer service, but the public display of that service Sure. and, you know, what it takes to maintain that. So tell me a little bit more about like, what's your process? Like, how do you, is each person responsible? Is there someone like a transaction happens? It closes. Do you ask before, after? Do you use email? Do you use a system? What do you do? Um, you know, we're we are all wired to look for the opportunity to remind the client that ultimately the best thing they could do for us at the end is give us a positive testimonial for everyone to read. Yeah. So when they're complimenting us along the way, or you're amazing, you're my hero. What would we do without you? Just remember, at the end of the transaction, we would we would the best compliment you could give us is a, re- a testimonial on um, one of our sites. That's perfect. And so, you know, we're all programmed to say that, but the transaction coordinators, it's part of their checklist to get them. Yeah. And we don't beg for them. Of we course. have learned the lesson the hard way um, <laughs> for begging for them. Yeah. So we we ask them, we set it out there, we make it dummy proof with you know directions on how to do it, how to unsubscribe as soon as they're done. I mean, it's it's dummy proofed. Uh, we don't tell them what we want them to say because yeah. what we've learned is that the things that they're going to say are far better than what we could say on our own. Yeah. And, um, but when we did chase it and we've asked more than, you know, two times, one time we got somebody that said, well, um, all right, finally you've, you've asked for it. So here it is. And we're like, oh boy, you know, that, take that off the list. We don't want to, we don't want that. So, yeah, yeah. um, we don't, we don't beg and, and chase. It's just we part just of your process. Earn it. Yeah. Yeah. And we do a lot of transactions. So we have a much higher chance of getting testimonials, but we also provide amazing customer service in our, our clients want to do those testimonials. It really is 
nothing harder than that. You know, I mean, we just we're we don't have a secret sauce. We don't pay them. We don't give out gift cards to get them. Yeah. Um, that our clients want to say those things about us. And of the sort of, I mean, you've done a ton of of production. I mean, your last year, ninety million. Uh, what was it? Four hundred. 420 or something like that. 420 yeah. units. I mean, that's like, that's baller. If I can say <laughs> that, um, what percentage of your business do you think this review strategy helps provide? Well, I definitely think it makes a huge difference in the digital piece. Yeah. You know, 60% of our business is still fueled from the digital piece and yeah. it's, it's very overlapping. It's hard to really pinpoint it, but yeah. when they come directly from Zillow or realtor.com, it's most likely um, on the list side, um, you know, it's because they've read our testimonials and yeah. it's come list me. Yeah, that's crazy. I love that. So let's talk about, okay, you've got new team members. How do you, let's talk about profiles. How do you direct folks or what would you say to any agent that is thinking about, hey, where should I have my profiles and how should I make them as robust as possible? <laughs> Well, you have profiles whether you like it or not, right? Especially yeah. on Realtor.com. Yeah. And so, you know, don't be a ghost out there. You're <laughs> going to be Googled and it's going to come to the top because they're, they're putting money behind it. So yeah. at least fill out your profiles, right? Yeah. Yep. And then um, I would say, you know, put your energy behind one at a time. Yeah. Um, get as many as you can or one more than your closest competitor uh-huh. in the market and then switch over to the other channels. Yeah. Um, we put all of our uh, energy into Zillow for a very long time because they were hardest to get there. Yeah. And for a long time, we could copy and paste and put them in other places. Yeah. Now that's sort of gone away. But we're so far ahead in testimonials. We have now can move our efforts over to building up our Realtor.com profile or our, our Angie's List or Yelp. You yeah. know, that's we're willing to put the energy there now. That is so um, great. But I would pick one channel first. And what about, I mean, I noticed that most of your, your team members, they're really beautiful photos. Like the descriptions are written by a human being. Like, mm-hmm. tell, tell me about the thought process there. Um, well, you know, we, we try to be as authentic as possible. Yeah. Um, we do allow our agents to have profiles because like I said, you're going to have them regardless. Yeah. But when, as a team, we need to direct all of our um, production and brand power and listings to one place. Yeah. Uh, so when you look at our agents' profiles, they're going to have their bio, but it's going to be very strong about the fact that they're part of the Weimar Group. And if you want to see our listings, go here. If you would like to see our testimonials, you know, directing them back to the mothership. Yeah. But they have to, you know, we can't hide our agents because they're going to be Googled. If I call and say, Corey Welsh, my lead listing agent is going to come out and meet with you. Yeah, they're going they're to Google Corey Welsh. Yeah. yeah. And we have to, you know, teach them who he is and and, and how we're how we're reporting numbers and, and where they're going to see the strength of the team. Yeah. I always tell folks that, I mean, you talk about having a profile, whether you like it or not. I think that everyone has a brand, whether you like it or not. I tell every business that I know, Google your name, Google the name of your company. Like, yes. what do you find there? Or do you not find anything? Because that's equally as troubling. Mm-hmm. If, if all of a sudden you just don't show up, you're like, oh, I've got to start thinking about 
where I put my energy so I can create a path that leads, you know, leads to your door. Um, so I want to, I want to shift gears a little bit and I want to talk about recruiting because we talked a little bit about, well, one, the culture in your company, which I think is fantastic around service. And you talk about how you retain folks. How do you find new folks? You know, nowadays we're blessed with, um, people lining up to be on our team. Mm. And, and, you know, that's just because our agents and our staff, they believe so strongly in each other, in our brand. And I know that sounds so cheesy, but they really do. They fly the Weimar group flag so proudly. And so, you know, because we've had such long-term relationships on our team, we have evidence of success and people can see that they want to be part of that. So, We really do have our pick at whoever, um, you know, there's a line up out the door. So we're so blessed. But I will say, looking back over our history and where did I find all of these great people that have stayed with me for so long? um, It was word of mouth, referrals, friends, you know, where they say don't hire them. You know, um, I haven't always put them in the right seat to start. Yeah. Uh, but they've ended up in the right seat in the end. And, you know, because I was committed to them. Yeah. And uh, so we have admin and and agents that have just been with us for so long. And so now it just, even our most recent hires have come from referrals within the team where they're out saying, so proud to work here. You know, they tell everyone how great it is and they want to work here. So um, we've been really blessed with great talent just from, word of mouth. So you're, are you almost 30 folks now? Is that right? We're 36. Wow. That's awesome. So (laughs) what's it, what's it like managing, uh, you know, a team that size, how do you stay on top of it all? Um, you know, you know, somebody was asking me the other day, you know, how are you holding your agents accountable and who's leading them? And, and to be honest, my husband and I are two, a two-headed monster on the team. We are not um, we're, we're we're not in production anymore. So between the two of us, we really manage the team. Yeah. So in theory, do we have too many direct reports? Yes. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. Um, you know our transaction coordinators are so independent. They're 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 adults. They handle their business. They take ownership in their business. No one needs to have any accountability meetings with them on a daily basis. They, they do their job at a high level. Yeah. Um, you know, our marketing department, we collaborate with on a regular basis. That's that's all they need. And then our agents, we've hired good people that are that I trust that um, are accountable to their own business because they're running their own business within our business. And they they trust me and they don't want to take advantage of burning leads or, you know, um, burning bridges. They just don't. And so we don't have to manage a whole lot because we have hired good people. Yeah. So let's say now that you've, you know, I, I think of your organization, it's a term that I call flat, which is where people have access to you. Um, would that be a a correct? They do. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, so let's say you've got a new agent you just hired me and I am looking for some advice. What are the things like, what are the things that you direct me to do? Like, what should I focus on? We have a whole onboarding process. I was with, hoping um, you would say that. 
Yeah, yeah. And it, that is super important, um, especially a new agent, which yeah. we really don't do well because it's like drinking real estate out of a fire hose. But, <laughs> um, you know, it happens occasionally. Yeah. And so we have a whole onboarding process that we control through. Um, we use Basecamp yep. where we have check, different checklists and each not everyone in the in our organization plays a part in it, but a large number of them do. So we give our agents sort of a, a onboarding scorecard and they they have to go to this person to accomplish these things. They have to go to this person to get their marketing set up. They're going to go to this person to be trained on CMAs. And, you know, we we have a mentor that we assign them to for the first 10 deals and um, 10% of the, the commission goes to that mentor. And that mentor oversees that scorecard and, you know, makes puts the, makes those connections happen as far as the training goes. Yeah. But everybody really wants everyone to succeed. And so our agents step up and train. Um, all of our, you know, admin will do their part. It's really a, a very hands-on process across the team. I have had the feeling, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I've had the feeling that if I were to get my license again, um, that I would want to join a team because there's there's a collective interest in the team succeeding as opposed to being an individual agent, you know, on a floor with a whole bunch of, you know, independent contractors that are all trying to, you know, run their own businesses. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. If it's the right team, right? Um, Let's be honest. You know, our agents love me. They love the team. They love each other. But if we didn't have the leads, they probably wouldn't stick around for very long, right? So I have to do my job as a rainmaker to make that phone ring and protect our brand for each other. Um, But yes, I would, if I could find that right team that has that secret sauce, I would definitely join a team because if you look at it we just even incorporated uh, another small team into our our team and a small team is very expensive to run yeah and um when you come on our team let's say it's even a 50 50 split we truly bring way more than our 50 percent of value yeah and they are netting their money where we're grossing and so um (laughs) it's it's an awesome gig quite honestly sometimes i think can i just have your job like yeah (laughs) it's great that's the challenge i think in that transition point from being fully in production and running a team to shifting out of production because those Mm -hmm. that time period where you haven't quite ramped everybody up and the margin isn't there to, and you've cut, you know, you've walked away from all of your production. Um, I just a quick question about that. Like how was that transition from being fully in production to not? It was, it was fast. Um, but it, you know, I would, I held on to production for a very long time because it was where the majority of the profit was. Right. Yep. And um, stepping out of it truly, even if let's say we're paying 30% to our listing agent, in our situation, they're not coming in and generating leads. I was handing over my job to someone. And so I essentially took a 30% pay cut. Yep. You know, I, that's not really what happened because obviously I go up and I, I go create a bunch of business somewhere else and it offsets that. But I didn't add a listing agent that's going to bring a bunch to the table. They just took my job. Yeah. 
and and, and the, the you know the directive is just don't screw it up yeah right yeah yeah exactly <laughs> don't screw it up and we found the right person and we got really lucky and the transition was really easy but what forced me out of uh, the role was that I had the opportunity to go volunteer to be my daughter's cheer coach mm. and um, I realized that I only had two years that yeah. I would ever be able to do that for my daughter yep. And um, I was burned out as a listing agent anyway. And that motivated me to step out and take that cut. And I didn't care how much it cost me because that was my big why and that was important to me. And um, so it forced me to do that. I was, you know, I had an outside motivator to make me do it. And now that that is behind you at some time, are you like clearly you're headstrong and growing your team and you guys are doing great. Any advice for folks making that transition? Um, I should have really done it a long time ago because Mm -hmm. I was burned out and wearing so many hats, you know, was, was keeping a lid on our business and keeping us from growing. So in hindsight, I probably should have considered it earlier but you just really have to make sure you've got your war chest put together yeah. and that you understand the, the, you know, financial ramifications of, of taking that leap and, and make sure that you're prepared to go do other things to add to yeah. um, the team and add to the agents. Yeah. Um, but I, sh- I really probably could have done it a lot earlier. Yeah. Jenny, this has been amazing. I love what you shared. And also, you know, the reason that I asked that last question specifically, because I know lots of people struggle with it, like, you know, burnout in every industry is really challenging. And then how do you evolve? Like, what's the path? And then what are the perils during that shift from being, hey, I'm a I'm a practitioner day to day. I do production to being someone who's a leader and then being responsible for the overall P&L that goes back to, you know, how you feed your family. Um, thank you so much for your time. Where can folks find out more about you and more about your team? At theweemertgroup.com. Last name is W-E-M-E-R-T. So theweemertgroup.com. You'll find, um, you know, everything about our agents and our background and, and our inventory. And we welcome referrals to Orlando, Florida. Awesome. Thank you so much. That's great. <laughs> Thanks, Seth. It was a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Genius Podcast. If you like what you've heard, be sure to write us a review on the iTunes store. For our full episode archive and access to exclusive bonus content, visit us online at playster.com podcast. If you have feedback about Marketing Genius or want to suggest topics and guests for future shows, drop us a line at podcast at playster.com. Don't settle for mediocre marketing. Become a marketing genius and start growing your real estate business online. The Marketing Genius Podcast is brought to you by Playster, the digital marketing platform for real estate professionals, brands, and organizations of all kinds. With beautiful websites, lead management tools, marketing automation, and an academy featuring the latest tools and tips, Playster offers real estate professionals everything they need to succeed online. Learn more at Playster.com.